This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to the awful and awesome entertainment rap. Hello, hello. This is the awful and awesome entertainment rap episode 47. Now that Abhinandan Sekri has stopped yawning. This is Rajeshri Sen and this is Abhinandan Sekri bright alert and fresh as a daisy. <coughs> Sorry for choking. So we are going to discuss Indian, international, local, various topics. First, we are going to go with comics who pushed the envelope a little drastically and paid the price. Um, overseas, uh, a band in India who also—I don't know whether they're pushing the envelope or they are just <laughs> basically just basket cases. Yeah. Uh, then we're going to be discussing. Two films, yeah, um, which both have favorable reviews for a change. Yeah, and in case people say we don't uh, watch films before we do the podcast, we actually This watch time, two new yeah, releases. We all we usually actually watch it. We don't guess our way through it, but some, <laughs> if we don't watch, we say so. <laughs> and also uh, a trailer of the new Sri Devi film. Yeah, you'd tell us what you think, Rajshri Sen. Yeah, I don't think I'm favorably inclined to that, okay. unlike you. And uh, and comics who didn't push the envelope, but uh, talk show hosts and they're actually comics, all of them. How they address serious issues, which have because we know that there have been these attacks in uh, England, especially, and Trump is an attack on the US, ongoing attack. So we'll discuss that as well. But what do you want to start with? Let's start with cinema, and let's start with Wonder Woman. Wonderful. Wonder Woman the feature film was released last week mm. and before I tell you what I thought of it and Rajshri Sen mm. can also let us know what she thought mm. of it uh, I'll tell you it was directed by Patty Jenkins and the lady who plays Wonder Woman has a very cool name Gal Gadot right is that how you pronounce Gal it Gal Gadot Gal the, the Gadot the T is yeah it's not silent it's really Gal Gadot hi i'm Gal Gadot i mean it's they could not have name. chosen a better woman to play Wonder Woman a woman called Gal Gadot Her name it's sounds too, like a like uh, Bruce Wayne. Bruce, like it's an identity. It's too Gal Gadot, yeah? but hers is real. Real, Bruce Wayne That's is right. like a fictitious Lewis character. Lois Lane, Gal Gadot, Lana Lang. It's like that. No, Lois Lane and Lana Lang is nothing. Gal Gadot <laughs> is cool. Okay, so, uh, this has been directed by Patty Jenkins, who is the only woman director who has been uh, put in charge of a hundred million over hundred million pl- budget film. Yeah. And it's already recovered that money in one weekend. And uh, she's only directed one film before. That's Which is? the other risky part. Like I would say, even if she wasn't a woman, if it was a guy who'd done it, which is Monster, which won an Oscar, which won a few Oscars, which had Charlize Theron in it. And if you see Monster, it is as uh, different from <laughs> Wonder Woman in scale, in uh, in treatment as possible. It's bleak. It's a very. It looks like a small budget film, even if it wasn't a small budget film, and it's about this. There are no fight scenes, nothing like. There's no comparison between the two films. So that she could do, create something like this is to me very impressive. That the same woman has created these two very different films. And apparently, she'll also be doing the sequel. Uh, what's uh, amazing is that this film, two other male directors had tried hmm. to uh, pitch for it earlier. And my brilliance with names—I've forgotten their names. <laughs> But one of them is a director of fairly like he's of 
uh, of remarkable fame. It's in the Time magazine. You can read that article. Huh. And their interpretation of the character was struck down by the studio who owns the rights to Wonder Woman. So I think that was fascinating. So I also find it quite interesting that. Uh, so I've never worked in cinema, so I don't know about this. But just, uh, luckily, you have me here, which is why I'm has asking this question. Worked on several films. Not only has he acted, he's also <laughs> <laughs> been an assistant director. Get on with it. <laughs> so uh, I find it quite impressive that the tonality of not just the tonality of the film, but what the film is going to. be as in what her character is going to be wonder woman's character is left to the director as much as it is to the scriptwriter i thought normally the scriptwriter would have etched that out totally and the director will bring their vision into how it will be yeah no but the final says always the director's it's like the director is the captain of the ship so the director sees it in a certain way there has to mm-hmm. be synergy for example if a director sees a film as a very happy pastel colored yash chopra film huh. no matter how it's written you could completely ruin the film because it's written as a very dark narrative okay and but you've... if its representation is this happy yash chopra representation hmm. it, so yeah that synergy is important but uh, the one of the points that i want to make before we i get to the film yeah. is that there was a fascinating podcast i had recommended long ago on other podcast hafta it was in open source hmm. radio open source is a podcast by christopher lydon i think it's one of the finest podcasts in the world it was on wonder woman i quote from that podcast uh, you know this is the description on the page of that podcast the harvard historian jill lepore is giving us a the kinky side inside story of wonder woman that you never suspected reading the old comic book lepore stumbled on it while she was researching a new yorker piece on planned parenthood and its founder margaret sanger it turns out that the man who invented wonder woman in 1941 as a match for superman was related by common law marriage not just to sanger but to the birth control and feminist movements in their world war 1 heyday and this entire um, podcast goes on to talk about the man who created it or the person who created it sorry and our question is on him also and and how it was supposed to be this feminist icon then wonder woman turned into this you know superman sidekick who was just providing the they sex appeal and the made her into the, the secretary oomph. for some of the comics she was truly the justice league secretary okay i haven't seen they just that. downgraded so, her <laughs> so that's why this entire feminist reclamation of wonder woman is such a big deal hmm. and also i'd recommend the time magazine article that why it took 75 years to make a wonder woman film so it is a kind of a big deal this film now as a feminist rajeshri hmm. um are you satisfied by her representation yeah i was uh, very moved by the film i thought you cried in this one also i cried in this one also but people i went with weren't moved by my crying so it was did you cry in kick by salman khan no i didn't watch kick that you watch stupid but i think it's high time that we had a female superhero and a female superhero of yeah and one of this caliber because she is um strong her powers are fabulous she's extremely good looking mm. but that's like an aside it's like okay she's really she can kick your ass and she's really hot i was going to say a abusive word but i haven't she's said it she's damn hot but the thing is that she's one of the super she cries about two or three times in the film yeah so kind it's of. a superhero who so, cares yeah no but i'm just saying that does that like superman never cries right batman never cries batman is always just looking so, like yeah, batman yeah he's is. just so intense he's i think claustrophobic so the he only can't superhero cry. cries is spiderman but he's just annoying but he's always he's fucking crying little, so just shut up and stay home Muckley. yeah he's a little bit of a wimpy child but, but just tell me 
like a name like Gulgada. It's like like Vardaraj and Mudaliyar. I've always been fascinated <laughs> by that name. I'm going to it's name my son cool, that. So, but like Rajasri, we name it Panmasala. Rajasri Panmasala. Rajasri Khai. Why if my name was Galgadot? Then? That would have been very cool. Okay. But, but Rajasri is like because I know there's a Panmasala brand also called Rajasri. It's Rajasri. But it's spelled Say it. which with the pan masala or you? Rajyasri, Rajyasri pan masala. It means light of the kingdom. Have you not noticed when I walk into news laundry how it lights up? You are aware that there is a pan masala called Rajyasri, but Rajshri. there's Rajshree, but there's none called Galgada. <laughs> you can't use Galgada. Yet you never know. You know Rajni Ganda's Galgada variety. Like, that would be like quite Piers cool. Brosnan. Yeah. Okay, coming back to the film, uh, the f- action sequence, the first action sequence is spectacular. It is simply spectacular. Yeah. I thought it was just awesome that uh, sequence. I thought the humor in this film is phenomenal. It's so brilliantly written. Yeah. The punchlines. There were bits of drama scenes that I could have done without. The romance I felt was extended a bit too much. No, it was a bit heeky. No, it's too long. The romance and. Uh, I just felt it's a little preachy. It's a uh, little pretentious. The lectures pretentious. about humankind. Yeah. That, and it's okay if you do give different lectures, but if you're giving the same lecture three times in a film, yeah, then... Yeah, we got it. We know we are it. very bad. We've like we've disappointed God. All We've got that entire part. Uh-huh. You don't have to tell us so many times. But what I loved... Oh, we can't say what I loved was who Aries is. We won't say who he is, but I loved... Uh, because he's not who you think he is. Aries is the god of war. Is the god of war. And she is... So there are certain things which are twists. She's actually not the daughter of Zeus that they changed in the comic book. She was made by her mother from clay. Her speed was given by the god of uh, energy. So a lot of gods got together to give her the speed. Now in the film and especially in more than in the comic book, they don't get into it, to make sense of the story... They have made her the daughter of Zeus and they've made Ares. Is it Zeus or Zeus? Zeus. Are you sure? Zeus. I think it's Zeus. No, (laughs) Zeus is when your front two teeth have broken, then you say it. The other thing which is uh, there is that the Amazons in Greek myth don't have their right breast for a very good reason. They all hack off their right breast because it's easier to throw the spear and to shoot the bow and mm. arrow. So over here, of course, for aesthetic reasons, they couldn't have like lots of single-breasted women only on that island. So these are slight twists that they did for uh, this thing. And like most superheroes, even she was given birth during uh, a World War. So now, she's World War Two. Now, the most important part of this film that before the film came out, I read mm. several pieces on the Daily Beast, mm. Um, in the Independent, even in the, uh, Indian Express also carried some of those pieces. The Lady's Finger wrote a little piece. Mm. On the trailer, why does she have clean armpits? That Wonder Woman, yeah. she's a feminist statement, she should have hair in yeah. her armpits. I was very fascinated by the entire flurry of such articles. I didn't think it was such a big deal. But clearly it was. Do you think uh, she should have had hairy armpits? No, I think she's a superhero and superheroes don't aren't excessively her suit as we know from Superman, Batman. Why don't they have moustache and beard also? Let's use that logic. It's because they're su- fictitious. Only, only, rea- <laughs> only real life superheroes have beards and moustaches. So no one on uh, the island of Amazonians has armpit hair. So obviously they've learned some uptun skills or something. Uptun skills. But neither, n- neither all, do all these bodybuilders when they po- pose. Then? Because if you have a perfect body, you shouldn't have hair on it. I think that's... <laughs> okay, this is our input on Wonder Woman. Huh. But 
Do you recommend that people watch it? I would highly recommend people watch it. I yeah. think it's a fantastic film. Do watch it. Now coming to Death in the Gunge, Rajshree Sen, what do you think? It's a really small film and I believe you were the only one in the cinema when you watched this. So to be fair, I went at 9.30 a.m. on a Friday. So I'm happy that Delhi people are employed and they are not sitting in the hall with me. But four other people came in later. Mm. So I felt better about it. Who also stood up for the national anthem and at the end of the national anthem, them said yeah like <laughs> and scared me slightly because i was sitting i thought they'd hit me but the film is directed it's uh, konkona sen sharma's directorial debut and uh, she is aparna sen's daughter as we all know now aparna sen has done a massive range of films where she's acted but she's also directed a whole bunch of films and aparna sen's direction and her directorial ventures are fabulous it's stunning like 36 charangi lane and all is i'm talking about way back but all her films are fabulous what i was impressed by which uh, i had mentioned to you is that the fear that is always there if you're an actor's son or a, a whatever a director's child you will get compared to your parent and especially a parent who has directed to this cat it's not shakti kapoor's daughter right that to any that comparison is unnecessarily mean <laughs> huh. but then? she really lives up to her gene pool hmm. and it's a small film it has in total i think eight characters okay in the film who stay you're with those eight characters not mm. like, like they are meeting 20 other characters it's set in mcclusky gunge it's what's mcclusky gunge mcclusky gunge is a small town which mm. used to be in bihar but is now in jharkhand okay. is in jharkhand so today. it's not set in bengal no but that it's must, about huh, but a bengali family had to going there had to be something because bengali directors can only direct about bengali so families of bengal so this is where i think she's done something very clever hmm she has written so the film is written by her father mukul sharma it's a short story written by her father and uh, she has addressed a milieu of people a set of people who she knows that the way they behave perfectly well because she is part of that milieu so it is the same class of people the society she would have grown up in it is the same things they would have done most of us who were in bengal from that uh, period period and from that uh, same middle class thing we used to go out of town in summer to there's a winter house you'll go to there's the whole family will go uh, friends will come along and all so this this family goes till uttama shom the uh, actor's name i've forgotten but he is acted in a whole uh, bunch of films there's a young girl 6 year old bani there's vikram masi there he plays someone called shutu who is whose name is shamul and he is the quintessential bengali angst ridden bengali boy and then their friends ranveer shori stays in mcclusky gunge uh he's a friend of theirs kalki Ko- coach lin i can never say her surname kalki is a friend of theirs who What's goes the along what's the film about it's hmm. about their interactions with each other hmm. it starts with a death and it ends with a death and you don't get who is going to die you keep thinking someone else is going to die and it's so it's a, a murder mystery It's not a mystery. Okay. Because no one has to solve the okay. you murder. You make it sound so interesting, Rajshree Sen. I, I hope people don't. No, it is. Watch it's a film fabulous based. film. It's very nice for people. I don't know how many non-Bengalis will like it, hmm. but it is a Calcutta and a Bengal that we've 
grown up in there's lots to relate to and it's just nice to see someone the acting is spectacular and their conversations to be able to write interesting dialogue with just people talking to each other is fabulous it's a s- small film but she's really hit the target yeah i just want to say that this uh, living up to your parents success a lot of people haven't really been hindered by that like rithik roshan i think he's way more successful than rakesh roshan was huh. was a i mean he wasn't a superstar but he was a fairly successful yeah. actor um shakti kapoor's daughter um, shraddha kapoor i think uh, so i mean there are those who don't get bogged down by those expectations but yeah i know what you're saying moving on hmm pushing the line right yeah so it was george carlin who once said it is the duty of the comedian to find out where the line is drawn and to push it yeah but sometimes when pushing the line you kind of fall flat on your face also ends me on that ha and that happened a few to to two people well not two i think bill mars case it was a it was just one word which he kind of threw out there and then he withdrew it and apologized but the more important one being um, what's her name Kathy Griffin Kathy Griffin so please what happened Rajshree Sen so Kathy Griffin uh is not just a comic she's also an anchor she also anchors CNN's uh New Year uh show. program show with Anderson Cooper who's a very good friend of hers and they've uh, gone on record saying so uh Griffin had a picture released where she is holding up what looks like uh, Trump's decapitated head yep. bleeding hmm. it's a bloody picture it's not a nice picture from any angle but her defense was that it was a comment on trump's remarks on megan kelly hmm. that she's bleeding from every hole so she said i took that forward the only thing is that after she did that there was this massive backlash trump donald trump himself but he tweets about everything so he tweeted about this as well and he said that my 11 year old son had seen this picture and just see what he's going through griffin has been removed as host of the new year bash of the cnn show of the CNN show and she, she says that my career is over she yeah. gave this really tearful um well not tearful in the sense that she was tearful but she, <laughs> she was full of tears yeah. uh, she was crying a press conference where she says my career is over and i've been attacked and this man has broken me talking about trump and that there's a secret service investigation into her so i mean i just think that a it wasn't funny it was i mean i do th- i it was offensive yes i think holding the decapitated head off it can be you know uh, almost like a call to violence mm. and again i think i'm an absolute in freedom of speech so i think i should have a right mm. to say it shouldn't be criminal but i'm talking about purely as the aesthetics of mm. it i w- i would say oh great great gag yeah. so i'm not saying that one shouldn't be allowed to do that i'm just saying i will call it a shitty gag it would still be an okay gag or maybe an attempted gag if it was a punchline to some setup i saw the video it's actually a yeah. few seconds video it's there's no setup it's just That's it. holding a decaver head of trump and i can't stand trump So I do understand the push the, the 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 push that she's getting. Also it's not uh, so a lot of people have come out in support of her in the sense that uh, Alec Bal- Baldwin, Seinfeld, Larry King, Jim Carrey. Hmm. Jim Carrey has said that we are the last line of defense and really the comedians hmm. are the last voice of truth in this whole thing. Right. And he of course took it one step further and he said hold up a severed leg as well. But <laughs> but that's Jim Carrey. He has lost his marbles. Yeah, he's a little off, but uh I do think that uh, Trump saying that my child my poor child has never seen something so horrific your two older sons have been pictured proudly 
it's sitting on top of animals they have shot and pretty much right. garroted it so your child has seen far worse coming from your own family but i did not see the humor in what she did like what was the point right and um now let's move on to sorry anything more on no this? i was saying but she had to just say sorry ultimately she's had to say sorry not that she's getting her gig back hmm. anytime soon hmm. the other person who had to say sorry was bill ma yeah and it's very rare for bill ma to apologize hmm. um i he's my favorite uh, stand up comic yes. in the states um oh i think ever probably i just think he has uh, the guts to do what very few people do Uh, he picks a fight with pretty much everyone including comics within his own community so he stands isolated in that sense but he used the n word now apparently using the n word and i'll be honest i've never quite found um, you know why it was a big deal but after he apologized i read up a bit about that and i kind of thought it over that you know we acknowledge that there's something wrong with you know um, using the word nigger hmm. just just the way it is but the complete embargo on using it even on you know when you yeah when you're even criticizing someone using it even then you don't quote them you just say the n word no one actually mm. completes the word and i thought about why that is so and i kind of get it i get it you have to take it out of the lexicon there has to be zero social sanction in any context to use that yeah. word um and in a sense you know the the, the african american community reclaimed it by using it in rap and stuff so for those of you who don't know the joke uh, he was talked to a republican senator from um He from was I speaking think Nebraska Ben Sass and he said that um, you know you should come and work in the fields so he with says his, uh, yeah, this thing with his family uh, yeah so the, the 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 reference was that you know they used to make black slaves work in fields so he says and then there were black slaves who worked inside the house you know as household help so Bilma said I'm a house nigger uh it was he i thought said, it was funny he said work in the fields and it's a thing which was said like if you've seen gone with the wind if you've seen there are house niggers and there are blacks who work outside but uh the point is it's the same way that we say about uh untouchables in india mm. that if you are not an untouchable you, you can't do, use that word don't use that word in because fact, it's the same way that if you're not a black person why do blacks say nigger they say nigger to each other and they'll mm. they whether it's beyonce whether it's nikki minaj all of them that word is used repeatedly in their own music if you see dear white people that's the whole point of that show that dude you're not black so don't you be saying that you're or calling me nigger you can't right. because i can because that's a whole discourse a context, and that is yeah, but that, you said it and she's like yeah but i'm yeah, black exactly they, they so, forget the context it has yeah. to do with context but i i do think uh, it was good of him to apologize and i do think there is merit to uh, you know non black people not using that word but i think for once he might not have had a choice in apologizing because the network put out an apology and they said we don't stand by this at all oh. so he his apology followed the network apology maybe it apology. was a piece shown eh? yeah because they came out with a proper apology and a statement saying we in no way are condoning the statement we do not stand by this and this word should not be used so the biggest and the bestest when it comes to your show and your salary yeah, you have to keep your show on yeah eh? okay moving on to another related yeah. similar kind of indiscretion that happened in our very own delhi yes so um me and rashi were discussing before this can we use that word because according to the Indi- indian atrocities act you're not allowed to use that word but how do you discuss it without using the word yeah, so i think so rashi we 
can use the word but just just we're quoting this, just yeah we're quoting what the band was to be explaining what the whole thing was um so there is a jazz uh, club that in itself i find quite ludicrous that in a place like delhi there's a jazz club Why? but there's a because i don't think jazz if jazz bit most delhiites on their ass they wouldn't know jazz so i've been to that jazz club no i have been there thinking it was a jazz club and they have it's a open mic and you have bands coming and playing here the bomb rares her ugly head aapne to jazz mein phd kiya na are humne to jazz club nahi khola isliye So and I did not put out a statement yeah, like the I owner think, did I after think, that. I think the Lerman they should come yeah, to that. Yeah, that is what I think okay. should happen. But hmm. it's a jazz club called the Piano Man. It's in South Delhi and it's very popular this place. And they were going to have a performance. Nobody knew about this though. Piano Man put up. Uh, they have a Facebook page and so on. So they put up what the next event was going to be. The event was by a band called hmm. Bhangi Jumping, without irony. Hmm. Okay, bhangi jumping will be performing on fifth June at five thirty p.m. or whatever. And this was their post. This was their post. Course, no irony. Le- hmm. These are now just to be clear. The word bhangi, and this is the last time we'll say it, is a, a scheduled cast in uh, India for people who don't know. Now this band is made up of people. People have found out that none of the people in the band are. of the community hmm. yeah therefore the irony is missing from it hmm. otherwise it would actually be funny that it's like having a i don't know like a bong band no, it's just that say, there is an entire movement of what they call um, you know the, the, the chamar community reclaiming that word that you make it illegal yeah. so there was a song called anki putt chamara there was a, an album that came up in punjab and then there have been many versions of that and they've reclaimed that word so it is that community that has reclaimed that word and just like you have the yo yo honey sings and the you know jatsik community coming up with their punjabi mm. bhangra pop they have come up with their own yeah. and they have kind of reclaimed that space because if they say that all these punjabi songs and music they have you know line jatta da rob mm. jatta they said if they can talk about their community in their song as part of the chorus why can't we yeah So therefore this whole law of not allowing the word being used is a little strange. Hmm. How are you going to stop a person from claiming his claiming own caste? Claiming his own identity, yeah. But but the whole problem with this is that it got compounded by the fact that people started writing on the Facebook page saying that dude Are you idiots? Yeah, are you idiots? Now the same thing happened where I don't know why the band wasn't just pilloried because they are the ones who have come up with the name. I will give this much benefit of doubt to the club. People keep sending an application that we are going to be performing. Every name is not uh, scrutinized and monitored and is this but it was made worse by the club owner Arjun Sagar Gupta uh, giving this very aggressive clarification on why they are having this band because he said well their name is artistic uh, expression okay so uh then of course he got uh, bajaud a little bit and then he said okay i didn't think about it and it's true we should be more sensitive and so on the band themselves have deleted their entire digital footprint they are not there on facebook twitter nowhere they their website has been taken up so they obviously got a lot of flack now uh, rajneesh i think the stand up comedy yeah wrote and i think it is fair what he's saying that this is the same way that the way uh, piano man is being attacked is the same way that the comedy club in bombay which got into a lot of flack because this boy 
who was performing this young chap had spoken about via all airports in maharashtra why is it chhatrapati shivaji mm. and he cracked a joke so they basically uh, shiv sena ensured that the club cancel all his performances mm. and give an apology and so on so i don't know whether the target is wrong like it's not of course the club should also be careful and when it's pointed out to them they should have said okay it is something to be sorry for well i don't quite agree with rajneesh's equating of the two it's just like that black comedian who said that why can't we make white jokes you know like you make white jokes why can't a white stand up comedian make black jokes ha huh. uh, and he said sure you can but first you have to invent a time machine go back 2000 huh. years subjugate <laughs> I'll have to subjugate your people, get you from Europe, yeah. make you work in my fields for a thousand years or five hundred years, whatever. Yeah. Then treat you like shit for another two hundred. Then not give you voting rights for another hundred, mm. and then you can make a white joke. So the Chhatrapati Shivaji joke and them being pilloried for that, and these guys being pilloried for this name. Mm. You're saying it's is, not. It, yeah. it is again. It's like stripping it of context. Mm. And I've written an article on that. Without context, nothing makes any sense. Mm. So you can't even equate the two. I I don't think. I think the uh pillaging is legitimate hmm. i don't think there should be criminal uh, pr- you know yeah. it should not be a crime i don't i think. i it is a crime in india you huh. know as per the cst act atrocities against the cst act i don't think it should be criminal but i do think such indiscretions need to be called out and called yeah. out vehemently uh, so that people don't make the same mistake again because it happens way too often i don't know if you remember when mulayam singh was in power hmm. to please him and to take a dig at mayawati a newspaper had used the chamar word in their headline yeah and so i think if someone does that they have to be attacked in in a social hmm. context so that they don't make the same mistake again but yeah no criminal proceeding i think yeah so it's that's what's been happening in delhi there's a new film trailer out starring sri devi nawazuddin siddiq and uh, one more person who i've forgotten abhinandan the mm. third person is uh, akshay khanna right who i'm actually very fond of yes. i think he's brilliant all sorts of brilliant but uh, the film what i found interesting is it's directed by a first time director because i was checking his filmography ravi udyavar and it's produced by this i like bonnie kapoor loving Kapoor's. loving husband hai <laughs> bonnie so- kapoor वैसे पापा आज आप बहुत हैंसम लग लो क्या चाहिए तारीफ हजम नहीं होती है आपको अरे पिछली बार जब मैं हैंसम लगा था ना चालीस हजार का फोन खरीद के देना पड़ा था हमेशा <laughs> सोचती थी मेरे के बीच सब ठीक हो जाएगा अब सब खत्म हो गया मेरा नाम दया शंकर कपूर है बट यू कैन कॉल मी टी के इन शार्ट भोलेनाथ की कृपा है की इंसान की राख ऐसी उसकी कुंडली निकाल लेता भोलेनाथ पे भरोसा रखो भगवान सब ठीक कर देगा भगवान हर जगह नहीं होता है डीके जी इसलिए तो उसने माँ बनाई है और आपने उन्हें बताया नहीं क्या कि मैं आपकी बेटी नहीं हूँ मैम द ट्रेलर आई वॉच टेल यू आई थॉट ऑफ इट यू डेंट लाइक इट मच राइट यादीज ओवरली her acting it was like oc i'm acting hmm uh and i think a lot of actors do that when they get old like amitabh bachchan today is not the effortless amitabh, amitabh bachchan yeah. earlier devanand later in his life became a caricature of his own like if i don't know if any of you subject yourself to a film called return of jewel thief no uh, so that <laughs> that had an aging devanand that has an aging dharmender 
and it was like people oh, who it was have, like a mix of yeah, old people who've like lost their marbles are uh, acting so like you know devanand was known to shake his head and walk sideways but it was like subtle and it was when he was young it was a style yeah and old devanand they were like he's copying devanand so <laughs> there would be a dialogue huh? of someone saying something then cut to devanand who just sat there and just shook his head like <laughs> like like a bob head so i think that's happened to shridevi also she's now like playing shridevi it's a bit silly but nawazuddin looks fantastic yeah. in that film and what i like most about this trailer is it starts off with a very regular hmm i've seen this 100 times before and by the end of the trailer you don't know what the fuck the film so is is it that's what is I it a thriller is it a is it a family drama is it horror what is it i think if a trailer is supposed to make you want to watch the film this trailer does the job yeah so i want to watch the film for sure i didn't understand what was happening in the trailer as you said i also feel nawazuddin has that same what we discussed uh, a few episodes back that what irfan seems to have lost now but nawazuddin still just becomes the character mm. and he's actually got a really weird hairstyle in this like he's half bald and he could it could have just gone south but he's really the character there's something very creepy he also plays creepy characters very very well yeah but he also plays uh, cute characters very well cute and creepy like awful and awesome he's you like that you didn't see <laughs> i don't know which i'm the cute you're the creepy but uh, but rangi bhaijan you didn't see he was spectacular when nawazuddin was on screen it's not surprising that you wouldn't notice salman but he stole the entire film and he was so effortless in it he played that uh, you know that reporter yeah the i read about that yeah, but, but coming to mom what what do you make of it you think it's a horror film you think it's thriller or is it just a drama a mother i think you know? it's a thriller i think that girl we see a daughter in it and the trailer is no suspense so i'm going to kill it for you guys basically but uh, the daughter is not the genetic daughter as we find out at the end of the thing but we don't know she just asks that ha she says i don't know what genetic you know what my my theory oh, is like, that she's actually not real it's in her mind yeah or something again that- Avinandan's made a separate film which will be the sequel to this. One sec. How, how what is the big twist that she's not her genetic daughter? Big she's deal. She's not her genetic daughter. So there's something about basically Nawazuddin there's an astrologer in the film. It's ha to main to me to god god liya hai that so, amitabh bachchan has done in rupa roy in every film from parvarish to sab to hit hua hai na uh, no it can't it be that it has to be something more i think there's think? something more there's some psycho angle There's it's, a, it's there's not just adoption odd, but it uh, i would watch it for sure and uh, let's see if it lives up to uh, abhinandan's great take on it i think he's giving it far more credit than okay, necessary but see. still i just want to end on these two shows that i watched on saturday which is graham norton show and the snl finale which they show us i think a week later and both of them what i was amazed at amazed na impressed by was graham norton show was shot after the manchester attacks happened and he had salma hayek and all on but before they come on he always does like he introduces his show but he took 2 minutes extra and you know you can kill a fun show with being preachy or showing that you have a bit of a heart but the way the finesse with which they do it and still come across as earnest where he said that you know the manchester attacks have happened recently and this is just our small way of hoping that when people watch the show just for this one hour we will be able to be a little lighter and a little happier 
because that's what we all need and manchester we are here with you and can he carried on with the show and on snl they had the rock they had tom hanks scarlett johansson and alec baldwin who sang uh, leonard cohen's song hallelujah the entire cast sang dressed as the trumps the extended trump family and they changed the words but again the way the rock and tom hanks spoke so alec baldwin has done enough to everyone knows his stand on trump but uh, basically the rock and tom hanks said they are going to run for presidency for the simple reason that if trump can be president people should definitely vote for them and they've done a the rock and who tom hanks tom hanks also said that okay. yeah. i didn't know that and yeah. uh, they did a, a survey actually as in there's been an official survey of how many people would vote for uh, dwayne johnson and he's getting a sweeping victory so he said now that we know the results we are definitely but their commentary on trump because they took 2 minutes out to talk about the state of affairs in the us which is quite a shit state of affairs but again they do it without being preachy and without killing the show for you and i think there's a lot for our comedy shows which is kapil sharma show to learn from but i would also recommend a time magazine article on the rocks presidential run being mm. given the kind of publicity and they're yeah. saying it's the same mistake that the media made with trump if you want to talk about his presidency then treat him like a candidate don't treat him like a celebrity but do you think it's serious that he's going to run yes no i don't know if he will but his announcement was serious so he said tom hanks will be his vice president and alec baldwin said but what about me so he said no <laughs> tom hanks because he said with both of us we will just sweep the this thing elections which even i feel they just might but uh, if you can watch the snl finale will be on uh, youtube at some point it's worth watching to see how celebrities also stick their neck out because they can get away with it in sure. the us with that let's wind up rajshree sen do you have the answer to last week's question and a new question this week last week's question was uh, on arunthati roy's book the ministry of utmost happiness the character anjum is based on which real life character and the answer is mona emmet the people who got the answer correct are yogeshwar hariharan arshad dhanesh rahul samir and wait for it palash palash 100% hit rate palash ka hmm. <laughs> 100% hit rate and this week's question is on another female superhero which is wonder woman now the person who created wonder woman for the comic book was a consultant for dc comics called whose name is william moulton marston it sounds like he is a superhero and now his idea for the superhero came from two women wonder who, and woman wonder and woman no have i got it wrong i think you got it incorrect okay. but who are these two women who were closely related to him hmm. in any manner like i'm not saying by blood but who were these two women who inspired wonder woman's character so you can send in your answers to contact at newslaundry.com with the heading awful and awesome awesome episode 47 and try and send it in by tuesday it's better because then we collate the answers and so on and um thank you mr sekri thank you ms sen it's a wrap All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. 
catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.